0: Okay, with me. Raise your hands like you want to touch heaven, right? Everybody, hands up. As far as you can get them, we're going to touch heaven. Ready? Thank you. You all just celebrated National Stretching Day with me. Yes, thank you. Don't you feel great now? Oh, you all. Thank you for always entertaining my silliness. <laughs> In counting my blessings. I had so many that I, I, I couldn't choose one, so I have two. <laughs> and the first one is that we had big fun this weekend because we celebrated our youngest uh, 13th birthday. <gasps> Thank you, Jesus! <clears throat> Last one's 13! Can you stand up and give that, you know, that royal wave? That royal wave? It's a big age difference in our blended family. Our oldest is 32 and the youngest is 13, (laughs) so you can understand my joy. (laughs) And thank you to all of you who prayed for me, because I truly felt it when I had all of those kids at our house and spent the night and had big fun. I actually slept. Thank you. Nobody broke anything. Nobody cried. Nobody left. Everybody's still there when I woke up, so I appreciate your prayers. And my other blessing that I, I had to do today was, you all are my blessing. Um, I, I think I mentioned it last time, but I have to mention it again, how big you guys came through with our Kids Church. Oh, my goodness. I want to show you what that looks like. Um, when, when I presented a need and you all came, just, just stood up and took over um, Kids Church. You know, we have our bubble room, um, 1 to 5, and then Kids Church, 6 to 11. And I want to show you what it looked like in October, okay, before um, I presented the need, what it's been looking like for a while. And this is what what it looked like in October. And you might not be able to see it, but I'm going to tell you what it says. It says, Bubble Room, Need, Kids Church, Michaela. Bubble Room, Need, Kids Church, Michaela. Bubble Room, Tracy, thank you very much. Katie, Kids Church, thank you very much. Then bubble room need, kids church Michaela. Bubble Room, Pastor Trina, thank you very much, Kids Church Need. Do you see how hard that was on, on, on the on the church? Now, look at January. Look at January. Look at that. There is no word that says need on there, and there's no duplications. Look at that. Three teachers every Sunday because of you. Thank you so much. That matters so much to us that our children are being taught. Amen? They're being taught. So thank you. All right, let's, let's pray. Father God, this belo- all this belongs to you. This time belongs to you. I surrender it to you, Lord, that you would have your way. Have your way, Lord. Father God, open our ears to receive, to receive your word, to digest it to keep it, to walk in it, to take it with us, and to live it out. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 See if you remember our declaration. Well, I mean, you might be able to just say it without even seeing it, right? I had to look at the first word. The Lord will be a firewall around this house, and his glory shall be in our midst. Amen. 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 So this past week, I asked a couple of our, um, our parents to ask their children a question. I said, ask them if they were the president of the United States or the boss and had all control in the world, what would be the first thing they would do? and this is what your children said. Okay,
1: so tell them your name. No, wrong one, wrong one.
0: The other one. There you go. Okay, so the question is, if you
1: were president of the United States or if you could be in charge of the world,
0: what would be the first thing you would change? Come here, LJ, you gotta stay over here, on camera. Hmm.
1: I actually have to think of that. I actually got to think about that oh, oh, oh. No, 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 stay in front of the camera Just stay there stay right here. I gotta, but, actually, LJ, it, what would you do? Yep, yep. I actually got to think about that Because I don't know Like if you could If you had the power to change the, uh, if, if I, the, I, the, I have an idea now Okay Do you know like pretty much everything Like on Black Friday It gets more expensive Yeah To make that the same price It was before And there's no <laughs> Black Friday <laughs> no Black Friday Because everything is always on sale well, no, not everything always on sale. But if they're on sale, they they'll have to keep it on sale for like a few few days. Okay. And then it will be done. All right. Okay. What about you? I got two things. Okay. One lower glass prices. Lower gas prices. Okay. Yeah, that's what so Okay, and what else? Two, ban people from writing small. Because I can never read what what they're saying. Writing <laughs> <laughs> <Anybody> small? ban small, <laughs> <laughs> small handwriting? Oh, remote. wait, one more thing? Ban okay. hunger. If, ban hunger? Yes. Ban, yeah. so, so ban then, hunger. So then no one's hungry. So we, we, we thought no Jonah would say that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I didn't think All I'm right. Dead. Well, thank you. Yes. If you were the president, or the boss of the whole world, what would be the first thing you would do for every person? I would declare the news to let everybody eat for free for a month. But no, a year, two years. You would <laughs> let everybody eat for free for two years?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why? Because, um, so I want people wasting their money on food so they, they could just eat for free. And they grab it. They don't have to pay. They can just pass the pay thing. Mm-hmm. They can just pass the pay thing and just grab their food and leave.
0: That was fantastic. I don't know about you, but I might let them. You know, like, I think those are some good rulers, some good leaders right there. Now, the question to ask yourself. If you were the president If you were in control, and you didn't have a choice, but you had to be, would you know how to lead according to the Word of God? Would your family trust you to lead them according to the Word of God? Would we, the church, trust you to lead us according to God's Word? I believe you have a spirit revival in you, each and every one of you. It, it, it can be seen. And what that means is that there's just an awakening within you. There's a passion and a desire to know God more and to walk in the plans that he has for you. We can see it. We talk about it every Sunday after we leave, that it's tangible. We can see it and we can feel it on you. Just this past, like a couple of weeks, or last week, um, one of our new children's teachers downstairs said to me she said when you presented the need i immediately felt this conviction and i was like oh i have to serve that's that's the beginning of a spirit of revival and then just past week someone else came um sent me a message and said pastor michelle when you shared about the um the the meaning of tithing i decided i am going to completely trust god with my full tithe now that's the spirit of revival so my message to you today is it's time to lead. It's time to lead. And you can't say you're not a leader because you're born a leader. You are born a leader. We all have influence, and we all have different platforms. You were born to lead. And even if you're still not sure, let me leave you with this word to get ready because it's coming. It's coming, and God is about to tell you to go. The disciples first had to learn, um, they first had to learn from Jesus, right? They first had to learn how to lead. And they had to be ready because they didn't know when he was going to send them until one day he said, Go. And he, and he scattered them. They all had different platforms, some bigger than some smaller, but it didn't matter. What mattered is that they were ready when he said, Go. Amen? Like, I'm going to use um, Jessica and Michael as an example, because I want you to understand that there is, that we at ten, we we at times put leader, leading at a higher level than it needs to be, and which is why we often disqualify um, ourselves from that. Leading those around you. Jessica's been coming to church. Here's been born again for just a couple of years. She has this. She has a, a, an influence around her, and then here's her brother Michael just been coming a couple of months. You don't know when the spirit, your presence and the love of God and the truth of God in you is going to influence those around you. You have to be ready to lead. Amen? You have to be ready to lead. There's no better story in the Bible that I believe that shows um, how to be ready to lead than that of King Josiah. Do you know King Josiah was eight years old when he was crowned king? He didn't have a choice. What would you think about what you were doing at eight? I had to think about that for a while when I was preparing this, and I thought, I remember talking to my sister, and my sister and I shared a bedroom, and we shared a bed. We had a queen-sized bed. And what we were doing at eight years old was walking around the edge of the bed knocking each other off. <laughs> that was so much fun! to see who and we were like the same size and everything so it was you know no one had an edge on the other one and you just walk as close to the edge as you can and see who can knock each other off with them neither one of us was really thinking about leading at eight and then i had to think about my daughter because hers is hilarious you know pastor trisha the one who teaches your kids when she was eight she wanted to fold clothes you know like you go to the department store and you see all the clothes nicely folded That's what she wanted to do. She would always say, I want to do that when I grow up. I want to full (laughs) clothes. That's your children's pastor. She wanted to full clothes. She wasn't thinking about leading. So then I had to ask my little nephew, Oliver. He is eight. And uh, so I asked him, what do you like to do at eight years old? And what would you do if you had the power? Now, you could show that other video, please. This is what Oliver, who's eight years old, had to say. So tell them your name. My name's Oliver. And how old are you?
1: Eight. All right, and what do you like to do for fun? I like to play with my brothers. And I also like to can it be video games. Mm -hmm. I like to play video games a lot. And I also like to play with my dog. What else do you do? Also, I do, I play outside do gymnastics, I'm going to do basketball, and, um, I am doing donations at my school. Mm -hmm. What do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know. You don't know yet? Yes. (laughs) Okay. What would you do if you were the boss of the house? I would get me a bunch of v bucks and I would, um, get me like some i'll get everyone some money so they can buy stuff that they want and i would also um let me play let us play video games and what would you do if you were the boss at school oh i just i would go to home go home because i don't like school that much i'd go home then i would um play a video game Then i it says If it counts if I am the boss at home, too, then I would play video games. All right.
0: (laughs) Say bye. Bye. Wow, he would be a fun leader, right? We would all be at home playing video games. (laughs) I want us to look at the story of Josiah because I truly believe that there is a lot to learn on how to be ready to lead. And the first thing that I saw when I read the story of Josiah was reformation. Reformation. Let that sit for a second. Let's look at 2 Chronicles 34. Verse 1. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, and he walked in the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. For in the eighth year... Of his reign while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father David. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the wooden images, the carved images, and the molded images. Reformation is simply doing right, correcting what is wrong. And that's exactly what Josiah did. He saw the obvious sin and removed it. There is obvious sin, right? There are some things that you just know. Nobody's even got to tell you. You just know that there are obvious sins. In order to lead others to the truth of Jesus, we have to align with that truth. We have to align with that truth. And I'm going to pick on my son today, uh, my oldest, Bobby, because I've not done that yet, so today is his lucky day. And when Bobby was, um, like, around when he was 13, he would come home after school and, uh, for a little bit. And I only let, I was a pretty strict mom, not going to lie. <laughs> I only let my kids, they'd have one pop a day, one soda a day, and usually it was around dinner time, Right? So, and when I go to work, there's no dishes in my sink. So, I came home from work, and Bobby, you know, like I said, he, he, he was already home for a little bit. And I noticed that there was a cup in the sink, and it had pop in it. So, I was like, huh, he already had his pop today. So, I said, Bobby, did you have pop today? No. <laughs> I said, Bobby, are you sure you didn't have pop today? He said, no. All right, so I had to cut behind my back and I was like, All right, son, one more. And I'm chuckling now because I'm like, you, are, you don't even know how to lie. And I was like, One more time, Bobby, did you have pop today? He said, No, mom, why do you keep asking me? And I just did like this Like, You don't even know how to lie well, son. Like, you know, like this was the obvious thing, and now you ain't even have a pop for the whole week. <laughs> that was obvious. Like, he wouldn't have lied if he thought it wasn't wrong, right? And then left it in a sink, which was obvious. There are some things that you just know. You don't even have to read the Bible to find out, right? There's no excuses for some things. Reformation is correcting. Correcting that which is wrong. Correcting that obvious around us. Let's look at 2 Kings 22, verse 8. Then Hilkiah, the high priest, said to Shaphan, the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. Then Shaphan, the scribe, showed the king, saying, Hilkiah, the priest, has given me a book, and Shaphan read it before the king. Then 11, now it happened when the king heard the words of the book of the law that he tore his clothes. Josiah's response to hearing the word, now we already had the Reformation where he's already corrected that which was obvious. Now he heard the word and immediately he repented. And the the tearing of the clothes, that, that that was a cultural response to grief and sorrow. He was saddened after he heard how far deep in sin they really were. There was deeper sin than that which was obvious. But now he knows it because he read the book. He read the book. <laughs> he read the book. <laughs> and I know we say it all the time because it's, such, it's the most important thing is to read the book. And, and many times we hear, this isn't a lot, many times we hear, but it's too hard. The, book, the Bible is complicated. We don't understand it, so we just don't read it. That's not true. That's not true. You cannot say that this entire book you don't understand. You can't say that there's not one scripture in here that you don't understand. Jesus wept. Anybody not know what that means? Jesus wept. Right? All right let's look at another one. The, the most read verse. Let's look at John 3.16. All right. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Okay? So first, what do we do? We'll break it, we break it down. This is, this is how I under- interpret scripture. For God so loved the world. Pretty easy, right? God loves the world. We are the world. God loves us. See that? You already understand half of that scripture. That he gave his only begotten son. No, okay, well, that you know, begotten—I don't think I've ever said in my life, right. <laughs> right? So perhaps that word is a little challenging. I'm sure it probably was to me when I first read it. So what would I do? Hmm. Well, we all got this right. Hey Siri, what does begotten mean in John 3:16? Oh, look at that. <laughs> well, it means his one and only son. His one and only son, okay? And if that wasn't enough, we could still use this for another translation. Did you know that? And it's a free app. It's got all these translations. Let's look at this one. Let's look at the good news translation. If not, I got it. The good news says, For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not die but have eternal life. You do know how. You do understand some scripture. It's not that hard. Not all of it. The Bible says we are to meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night. Now, I I read chapters a day. I don't meditate on the full chapters. I can't remember all of that. You take a nugget of it. You take the beginning of that verse and you meditate on it. And you can't say you don't know how to meditate because we all know how to worry. We all know how to worry. Okay, don't make it complicated. It's the same thing. You dwell on it. You dwell on it. You dwell on it. You think about it. You think about it. You think about it it over and over. That's meditating on the Word. Amen? Amen? Read the book. Read the book. The Word of God should shape your life. Just like Josiah, as soon as he heard the word, it moved him. As soon as he heard the word, it moved him. And what happens next when the word moves you is when revival takes place. Within you. I'm talking about spiritual revival. That's our next point. Spiritual revival in you. Let's look at 2 Kings 22. And there are a whole lot of names in this one. Verse 12. Then the king commanded Hilkiah the priest, Anakim the son of Shaphan, Achbor the son of Micaiah, Shaphan the scribe, and Isaiah a servant of the king. Whew, you do not know how long it took me to learn those names. Oh, Jesus. Saying, go, inquire of the Lord for me, for the people and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that have been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is aroused against us, because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning us. Wow, do you see what he did next? Josiah uh, sought to seek the Lord. He said, "Go, go to the prophetess and find out, is this right? Is what we just read right? Is judgment coming? Is the wrath of the Lord on us? Seek the Lord. Before I read, I seek the Lord and ask him for understanding. Okay? I don't understand half of this. (laughs) I don't understand half of what I read. Okay? I seek the Lord first. Then I go to this. And if I still don't understand it, let it go. I do not sit there and beat myself up over it because there are 10,000 other scriptures in here that I could read and I'm certainly going to understand one of them, okay? But I'm not going to give up and put it down because one doesn't reveal something to me. Don't quit. Read the word. Seek the Lord. And once you do, more revelation will come. More revelation will come. And the prophetess told Josiah, yeah, that's exactly what you read. That's exactly true. God's judgment is coming on the nation of Israel for their sins. At first, we have reformation, where we remove the obvious. We correct the wrong. Mm -hmm. Ah, But then revival, when we read the word, we seek the Lord. That reveals more. That's going to give more revelation, which is going to come with more conviction, maybe some more... You know, like that deep sin that Josiah was saying, we are deeper in sin than I really thought or we realized. See, this is absolute truth. It's absolute truth. There are no gray areas, no gray scriptures in the word. It's absolute truth. You and I have some disagreements. You and I have some scriptures where we were like that's a gray area because I you know I might go this way I might go that way. Sometimes we make gray, gray areas, and we'll pick on my son again. <laughs> this time Bobby was a little bit older, probably 16, and I had told him uh, I don't know I don't remember what he did, but him and his friends always went to Jack's house. They only went to Jack's house. They didn't go to nobody else's house. They only went to Jack's house. There was like five to ten of them always went to Jack's house. So his punishment was like, you ain't going to Jack's house tomorrow. The next day, I come home. He wasn't home from school. So when he came home, I said, where'd you go? He said, I went to James's. (laughs) James's? Don't nobody go to James's house. He's like, yeah, but you told me we couldn't go to Jack's house, so we all went to James's house. I said, you're grounded the whole week. (laughs) And then he waited until the next day when I calmed down, and, and, and he rationalized. But you said, don't we do that? Don't we take Scripture and do that? Yes, we do. I've done it a thousand times. Yes, we do. We will rationalize Scripture. This is the ultimate truth. This is the ultimate truth. We need to seek the Lord for ourselves. You need to seek the Lord for yourself and ask God to reveal truth to you and follow the convictions of your heart. That's revival. That's what it looks like. Let's look at 2 Kings 23. Then this is what happened next. Then the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statues with all his heart, all his soul, to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people took a stand for the covenant. <sighs> you see what he did next? Now it's time to clean house. And that's what it looks like. That's what re- spiritual revival looks like. Repent, read the word, Seek the Lord and get busy. Repent, read the word, seek the Lord, and then get busy. Amen? And then last is renew. i got to have a renewed heart. Because when God tells you to go, your heart has to be for souls. It has to be for people. Ask the Lord to renew your heart. 2 Kings 22. This is what the Lord said through the prophetess to Josiah. uh, Verse 19. Because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse. You tore your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you, says the Lord. Surely, therefore, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes shall not see all the calamity which I will bring on this place. So they brought, word, so they, so they brought back word to the king. Do you know what that said to me when I read that? Is The Lord gave Josiah a get-out-of-jail-free card because of his heart. Josiah could have taken advantage of that. He could have sat back and said, Look, I was humbled before the Lord, and I, he says, I'm going to sit here in peace until I die, so you all are on your own. You all are going to receive the wrath of the Lord and judgment, but he told me that I get to live in peace. But he didn't do that. He didn't do that because his heart was for the people. He had a renewed heart. He led them and served as if it was his sin that caused the judgment. That's what a renewed heart looks like. Do you know he didn't even, um, he didn't accuse them. He didn't criticize them. He didn't ask them, why do you keep falling back into sin? Why do you keep doing this? Why are you, you know why you're so broken is because you do this. He didn't do any of that. He didn't do any of that. See, it's, it's, it's not our business why somebody is in sin. It's not our business what causes them to do what they're doing. It's not our business why they keep falling over and over and over. That's not our business. What is our business is to restore those that are lost. Not the why. The why is not our business. It's restoration is our business. And you do that with a renewed heart. You can only do that with a renewed heart. Last scripture, Second Kings twenty-three twenty-five. Now before him there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his might. According to all the law of Moses, nor after him did any arise like him. King after king after king disobeyed the Lord and led the nation to do the same until one boy. Until one boy. And King Josiah, he didn't have an example. The Bible says that his father and his grandfather were evil. Evil. How often do we use our past as an excuse to not move forward and do right? How often do we say, I am my mother's daughter? I'm just like my father. Okay, for real, I've done been through some stuff as a child. But the truth is, most of us have. Why? Because the families on TV aren't real. The Cosby Show, it ain't real. And dare I say, the best show ever made, The Brady Bunch, is not real. Right? It's not real. Evil is real. And it's not new. It's not new. We may may think it because it may be the the worst that we've seen, but it's not new. They were throwing babies down from high, high places to sacrifice them to idols in Josiah's days. Evil is not new, and it's real. We have to have a renewed heart. We have to have a heart for souls and for people. I listened to a sermon not too long ago, but this was a a pastor from like the 60s. And he was sharing where one of his new Christians, you know, one of his new members had fallen back into sin. So he got in his car and he went over to his house to restore him, to encourage him and love on him. The neighbor across the street had been a member of his church for a long time. And he saw that and he thought to himself, oh, pastor's never come to visit me. Then the next week, that same new Christian fell back into sin. The pastor drove that hour back to his house to restore him, to love on him and encourage him. And the neighbor saw him again and really got upset. He's like, "That's twice that pastor's went to visit him. He's never come to visit me." And that Sunday in church, the neighbor went up to the pastor and told him, "I'm offended because I saw you twice go to his house, but yet you've never come to mine." I assure you that person was probably expecting a very humbled apology from that pastor and that is not what he got. The pastor looked at him and said, you live right across the street from him and you couldn't go over there and restore that Christian? You couldn't restore him? You couldn't love on him? You couldn't lift him up? Would you expect the pastor to do all of that? And you're across the street and you've been at our church for years? other, right? Amen. Reformation, revival, renew. Let's all stand. To reform, you're going to work on your ba- the basics of your faith. Correct that which is wrong, that obvious. Read the book and treasure it. Treasure the world. It's a gift. Remember, with just one reading of the word to King Josiah, changed a nation. That can happen today. That can happen today. It starts with you and me. Revival, that spiritual revival within you. And I know it's there because I see it on you, I hear it on you, I can feel it when I enter the church. You have that. The Lord clean house with passion and excitement. Renew your heart. Have a heart for people. Have a heart for people. When your hearts are open, there's room for everybody. When your heart is open, there is room for everyone. When Jesus dying on the cross, and, and blood was was just covered, covered with blood just dripping down his body and his face. He wasn't looking for us to feel sorry for him. He said, make it count. That blood says, make it count. Live it. It's time to lead. It's time to lead. It's on you. It's in you. So get ready. Get ready. If you've not made that first step to, to becoming part of the family, to accepting Jesus as your Savior, it starts with that heart. He, God looks at your heart, and then you confess with your mouth. And if your heart is ready for that, we want to give you that opportunity to accept Jesus into your So if that's you, if you would, if we could all close our eyes, bow our heads, and and let's pray together. That shows unity to those that have not said this prayer before. It shows unity and love and acceptance that we are here with you and together. So just, just say this prayer with me, Lord Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of my sins into my heart I repent and I declare from this day forward that I live I saw some come in after the first person, please come up. Please come this way before you go that way. If you've said that prayer for the first time and you need a Bible, we have Bibles. We want to make sure that we keep you uh, e- 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 equipped so you'll be ready to lead. Amen? Thank you for coming and joining us today. We love you. Remember to live right. Love everyone and pray hard. God bless you.